What is going on, Diesel Nation? We're excited to have you guys with us today on the Diesel Podcast. If you're watching this on YouTube and aren't subscribed, make sure and click the subscribe button, like, comment, let us know what you think about the episode. If there's a particular guest or topic you'd like to have covered, we're always checking comments on YouTube. Love to hear your guys' feedback and then be able to incorporate it into future episodes. So definitely make sure and let us know how we're doing and shows that you'd like to hear from so we can make sure it's part of our future rotation. Today I'm going to be chatting with Joe and he reached out to us on social media and said, hey, I'd love to chat with you guys. I'm um, a younger shop owner. I just started out. I'd love to be able to tell your audience things I've learned for anyone else out there that um, is younger, just getting into the trades, maybe wants to start their own shop, things he's learned. So I'm really looking forward to be able to chat with him, get his insights, ask him what it was like starting out his business, what it was like the first year, um, if there's any obstacles he ran into, things like, um, you know, maybe people think he's too young, maybe he hasn't been in business long enough. So it's going to be a great conversation with him. Before we get to it, though, I want to give a shout out to Kershaw Knives. Our friends over there have a 20% off discount code just for Diesel Podcast listeners. Use code 20Diesel. And it's a great way to be able to save some money on some really cool gear. They got a ton of new knives for 2023. The latest is their Duralock models, which I've bought a handful of them, and I love them. There's a ton of different choices for colors, um, handle material, blade length, and they also come, the the blade comes in D2 steel, which is really nice, and it keeps your fingers away from uh, the blade when you're opening and closing it. So definitely make sure, head on over, check it out if you're in the market. Use code 20D so it'll save some cash and get some really cool gear. All right, let's get to today's episode with Joe chatting with him about starting his diesel shop, some tips for younger people if they're wanting to get into the trade, start their own shop, whether it's working on equipment, diesel pickup trucks, and what his journey's been like so far. Joe, welcome to the Diesel Podcast. I appreciate you reaching out for to sure, us. Man. And uh, you had a really good idea for a podcast, which coincidentally, not long ago, I got a message from uh, somebody, I think he was, I don't know his exact age. I'd probably say like 19, 20, 21, somewhere around there. Sure. And he said, hey, have you guys done any episodes about like starting a diesel shop or getting into it. And I had in the past, but things changed so much that I'm not sure what I did in 2018 or 19 still applies oh, to me. So. <laughs> it's, time flies, especially when, oh man, especially when it's, you know, you're in this industry, busy, 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 and you forget yeah. where you're at sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it'd be cool to start. Um, tell me a bit about yourself and involvement in diesel, why you chose that that uh, industry and just what your journey has been like to this point? Oh, for sure. Um, so kind of grew up around it. I mean, I wouldn't say in a shop necessarily, but heavy equipment for sure. It was uh, dad owned an arbory business. He cut down uh, trees in the city. I'm from Chicago, currently in Montana. Um, lived here for about seven years, but grew up around uh, X's, your skid steer, you know, like your very oriented, got super involved, super young, um, and kind of, you know, normal life was, all right, we service them every, that was just normal. And then yeah. once I moved here, I, I was 15. Um, I just bought my first car before I was 16. Um, and was like, I need to pay my, I need to pay my loan. You know, I took out a loan. I grandma helped me out with credit and stuff like that and I was like all right well what do I know how to do you know so I started working in a heavy equipment shop right down the road for about three years um and kind of just already out of box just walked in kind of they put me on service stuff and yeah just grew up around it and then um about this will mark my 
second year or well, I'm at second year in a couple months in July. Um, and uh, going on my own and yeah, started Tomcat Diesel Machinery um, a few years ago and it's been, it's been going great. So the big question I asked for you is I try to put myself back to when I was younger and I think back to, you know, I'm finishing up high school and everybody, yeah, like everybody thinks Such like, a weird time. I want to be a doctor. I want to be a lawyer. I want to be an accountant right. or I want to do all these different things. What, what, what drew you to it to where you said, I want to invest. I want to start something, you know, have the name. Sure. I want to own it maybe with the peer pressure or it just seems like, you know, cause I'm not in that generation, but I, I like to pay oh, attention. Sure. It just seems like there's an incredible push for society that tells younger people, you have to go to college. You need to get in debt. Oh, absolutely. You need to do these things and then you graduate and then you still, you can't find the job. So then you go to graduate school, you get more in debt and you need to get this fancy title. And then I see people struggle to get jobs or they're just not happy in it. So i really want somebody who's like, a little bit younger than you it's out there thinking man i get the same pressure too from family from school from you know friends and stuff i need to go do this what made you choose the path that you did honestly i took all right i went i was so broke i mean i grew up very relatively no financial support you know and i was like what am i gonna do to um be different you know there's an absolute peer pressure in today's society to do something uh go to college or do something uh of high value but i was like you know what i i went to school with a lot of wealthy people so it was very pressured you had to do something successful and i just looked at all these people and i'm like i am going to be i'm gonna kind of tricky with like the oh work hard you know I just worked my fucking ass off and got so met so many good people so pe that's when people started reaching out to me I mean I was working 80 hours a week by the day after I graduated because I actually could you know and I was still working 40 in high school I mean I would wake up open the shop go to I scheduled all my classes like cramped together go to school, go back to the shop, work late, close the shop. And that was every day. I mean, I worked on the weekends. I went through my party phase. I had fun, but the instant I turned 18 really was like, all right, this is, this is grind time. Um, I'm gonna single mom felt the need to support her for sure. You know, at, if you're a mama's boy, you know, you, you have that feeling you do anything for your mom. And I kind of just had this, funk in me where I'm gonna I just kind of wanted to prove people wrong honestly you know being being around so many wealthy uh parents and kids and and just people and being from Chicago where that like life was normal and then coming here and it's just it's sickening sometimes honestly the amount of money um and I just wanted to prove myself and even if it's unhealthy a little, you know, much for the amount I work or um, the stress I intake, it's, you know, I wanted to do it. I wanted to prove people wrong, honestly. And that's, that's about it. Like, 
you got to have that drive nowadays. Cause if you don't, there's, you're getting pulled in all these directions of what you need to think. And I think as a young man, especially going into the trades, like you gotta, you gotta put your head down and take the shit. You know, you're going to get people telling you, you can't do it or that, but you also got to take the stress of the job too, you know? So you gotta be, you gotta want it for sure. It's really interesting because we're at the same point, but I went about it backwards from you. So yeah. I, I grew up around that peer pressure and even family pressure that said, you have to go get a four-year degree. You have to go learn this thing. So I did it. And yeah. then I got into a career, not that I liked, but it paid okay for, you know, when I was younger. And then I started to see when you show up every day and you're working 40, 45 hours and you hate it or you don't like it or the company gets bought and then it gets consolidated into something else and then they have layoffs. And then you're sitting there with a piece of paper that says you committed to this for four years and you're trying to get a job and you can't do it. And it finally, I got to the point where I said, what do I love to do? Because if if I'm going to do something 40 hours or 50 or 60 or however many hours, I need to enjoy it. And I think that's the key that where some people, they thoroughly enjoy being a doctor and be good and be semi good at it. Honest. It's not a bad thing to, you know, in today's world, it's, if you're good at something and you can provide a skill, it's do, you know, enjoyment. And like, no one wants to be around that guy that he can love his job, but if he's met, you know, like, do what you love, but also if you're skilled at it, I would say like push that. Cause that's what you naturally, if you're skilled at something, it's less stressful. It's less, uh, it's less strain on your brain. You can f- kind of work and not only enjoy it, but build your craft too. And I think that's super important. When something I was thinking about is, you know, I, I'm just picturing somebody listening to it and they're thinking, Man, Joe's saying exactly. I love to tinker on stuff. I love to work on things. I, I love to be able to do this stuff. But I, ha- I don't know the first thing about running a business. I don't know the first thing about, oh, God. getting the license, the you paperwork. Should, you should I'm... see me first year, dude. <laughs> oh my, I didn't know. I mean, I'm being completely honest with you. Like when I say, I did this and just kind of wanted to prove. Like, I had no idea what I was doing. I literally took out a loan that I shouldn't have, I bought, I mean, I already had tools, you know, enough tools for a shop, but God, think about the equipment, you know, you're looking at scanners, jacks, jacks are 500 bucks a piece, you know, like inventory, you know, everything. I I took out a loan. I got a truck. I maxed out my Snap-on credit, Cornwell credit, max that. Like, did I take the smart route? No, not necessarily, but I bit off more than I could chew and I chewed it, you know, like there's an aspect of you don't necessarily need to know what you're doing. Don't be stupid. Don't be irresponsible. But if I was like, all right, I've been studying my gross income. I've taking business class. I know enough where I can do this and still be safe enough to walk away if it fails. And I did it. I just I just went for it. I went, started traveling, getting trailers, getting trucks, getting like, and you see, you totally don't need to, if you want to go into this industry, maybe diesel, maybe not, maybe heavy equipment, maybe trucks, but find your skill, 
if you're good at it and you love it, bonus. And the rest will kind of fall in place if you just take that uh, little leap, you know. So that's kind of what I did. I don't think it's the smartest path, but sometimes you just kind of do it, you know. Was For it? Sure. Uh, did you have to decide, or should somebody decide, whether they want to work on pickup trucks or equipment? Do they need to separate the two, or can you do a little bit Absolutely. of everything? Absolutely. Absolutely. Heavy equipment and trucks are, I would say, like, this sounds, and I'm totally, if this pisses anyone off, I totally um, get it. But in my view, I think diesel pickups and, like, your SUV, like, kind of non- uh, exotic car, like I would kind of categorize cars and diesel trucks as similar. Like you can take it into a, you can take a, uh, 2019 Ram 3,500 with a six, seven in it into a Jiffy Lube and they'll change the oil. You can't take a S60 Genie man lift into a Jiffy Lube. That's 80 feet long, you know, or 60 feet long, you know? And it's completely different. I think di diagnosing issues and the actual internals, I would compare them very similar. But you're looking at hydraulic pumps. You're looking at, I mean, you got to learn how to rebuild valve bodies. If, if you're a transmission guy, you're more on the heavy equipment side of things than you think. Like, you're, you can figure out the engine stuff because it's bent you hear about it all the time and you eventually pick up on it but like so much of it is hydraulic and uh you know drive motors pumps and then uh even service schedules and it's just a different style of maintenance it's a different style of diagnosing the equipment you know so um sorry i just got a call uh, let me just text this guy really fast and tell him call him later. Sorry about that. What's really funny, <clears throat> I'm going to sound like a complete idiot right now, but it's like I do podcasts with people. I've been around diesel pickups for a really long time. So, you know, if somebody asks me, hey, what's a good power recipe on this truck? I'm more than likely I, I can direct them. For sure. But, but I started to play this. Uh, somebody had mentioned, hey, man, you, have you ever played Farm Simulator? I'm like, no. So I downloaded Farm Simulator 22, and I sat there like I felt really stupid because I yeah. sat there for like 30 minutes. I'm like, I don't know what attachment goes on this. How do I pick this up? How for do I sure. do these things? So I can for I sure. can definitely identify even just with that kind of like a video game example hey, of how different they are. You don't sound stupid. Like <laughs> I swear. So I have a high school kid working for me. He'll be watching this, so shout out, Braden. <laughs> he was super stoked. He was like, you're on the Diesel podcast. <laughs> but um, he's a really good kid, and him coming from, you know, he'll see on TikTok, like, oh, uh, look at this dually or second jet. You know, like, he knows the truck side of things. But then when he started working, you know, we'd bring in a casual, like, Peterbilt or – like Ram 35, like I still do some trucks. Like I got a line of Rams out there um, just because I like Cummins and that's my thing. But I, 
once he started getting more involved in the heavy equipment side, he was like, dude, this is a, this is completely different. This is a, you're using, I mean, you're hitting everything's flat, like taking off a hub. It's like a three man job. You're craning over, you know, popping off this hub, like, and trying to float it back in with, you know, my crane. And it's like, he just coming from his world, you know, I didn't see that because I was always around it. So kind of that's what made me realize like, okay, this is, I'm kind of going to have to focus on this because I didn't want to expand my business too fast. I wanted to focus on something and have that be, that be the main focus. And he kind of seeing his eyes light up like something new, you know, like, oh, I didn't know that did this or so it, you didn't sound super whatsoever. <laughs> I felt like it though. <laughs> <laughs> now along the way, did you have, or have you found a mentor or somebody who, Oh, absolutely. How, how big of a role has that played? Wow. Um, like this, so this gentleman, um, I actually, my, I rent my shop from him. I have an apartment in the back of my shop. Um, he, he set me up with that. I mean, he could have, he could have set this, he could have pretty much picked his price with this place. Instead, he provided me with an opportunity. Um, he said, come plow with me, you know? So, I mean, I would work in the shop, go plow, go like, I busted my ass because I knew that he was one of those guys that would treat me well. And I, I stuck with it. I did everything he asked and I didn't ask for any more, any less. I just, I did the work he wanted me to do. And eventually we grew a relationship. He's like my dad, you know, pretty much like, like I totally look at him as a figure in my life that is mentor father, like, like a dad that I never, or I had a dad, sorry, but like a dad that is in Montana, you know, my actual dad lives um, out South, but it's like, you just work hard for someone. And it's kind of weird if they're just a good person, they'll help you out. You know, if they see something in you that is either different or beneficial to them, they're going to help you out. But then if they see this fire and ambition, that's like, then they, or, or if they're connected with you, like they went through a similar situation, like that's why he saw himself in me and was like, you're a hard worker, man. Like, let's get something rolling. He provided me with a shop, plenty of work to get me rolling. Um, he, he has a bunch of machines and so definitely you, absolutely will need someone you can text at night like what do i do uh for in invoices like what do you use for invoices like you can't start a business not knowing the little ins and outs i think it's really hard like and that's what kind of pushed me over the edge even though i didn't know kind of the little ins and outs but i knew the I had someone to go to and ask, yeah. you know, and that's really important. Now, when you're, when you're out there and say, you know, somebody approaches you and they want you to work on something or fix something or diagnose an issue on whether it's a truck or equipment or something like that. Do you find that there can be a barrier 
that you reach because you're younger, where if the person's oh, older, they think, and what do you do in that situation? How do you overcome absolutely. it? Every day. Um, and that's actually a great talking point for, for kids my age, um, try, wanting to get into this. And honestly, that's the hardest part. The hardest part is someone being like, uh, we're going to have this guy do this side. You, you can do the little, like I dealt with that years ago. Now it's not an issue. Um, as much because <clears throat> I've been fixing heavy equipment here for five years now. I, you know, pe- people have established a, a good, uh, trustworthy relationship with me. And, but man, at first it was relentless. It'd be like, dude, I have more experience than this guy, you know, like literally I, in the books, you know, I've been working the shop three years and this guy that has like, his role, not nothing against like someone just getting into the trades, but it was selfishly, it was frustrating like that. You know, it was, it was kind of like a hit in the face, like, oh man, but honestly it it pissed me off and it kind of pushed me past the point of like, okay, I'm just going to work harder than, or I just need to do this a little bit better than, and it, it kind of spices you up a little and fires you up and it's, it's a healthy thing, but also, God, you just got to take it and take it until eventually you make it, I guess, fake it till you make it. Well, one of the things that I was thinking about when you were, when you were talking to me about that is this happens in a lot of other types of business too, whether it's sales or a company or social media is, and I don't know how much younger people may be exposed to this, which is why I thought it'd be cool to talk about is, you know, say you have two guys show up to fix the equipment and a guy shows up with a 2022 Ram. He's got the latest equipment. He shows up, but but he's never worked on it. And then you have someone else show up. Maybe it's an older truck. You can tell that, you know, the equipment's been used and he's younger. And if I think about just like a third party and I'm hiring somebody to do something, I think human nature is they look and they say, that's a 2022, yes, that's sir. a brand new truck. Yes, wow, he's successful. I'm going to go with him because it's the appearance. And Absolutely. that first time you do it and you bid that job and they say, hey, I'm going with the other guy. It's like, oh, man. So when you were going through that process, was it just... I imagine there's a series of defeats that you have a series of people who say, Oh, we went with the other guy. Yep. How do you keep the persistence when you have a loan, you have, you know, payment that's coming up, you have the shop space, you have these things. Ramen noodles. Ramen yeah. noodles, man. <laughs> what's the, what's the mental side of it to just say, I'm just going to, uh, I'm going to put out 20 quotes. If I get one. All right. I'll, I'll honestly, get that one. It's funny because I just had just this month. I had some of my smallest customers um that would only come to me for certain things like when they if they you know whatever it may have been and now coming into this spring i'll be servicing every single piece of their equipment they have two other companies so like just put that in perspective i dealt with it like i mean just stabbed me stabbed me stabbed me and the mental side of it is like man you get off of work and let's say you're like tired and uh you know you're, it, it was a huge job and then the guy calls you and is like 
hey man, that's still leaking. And you're like, that's the part that gets you is when you're getting like shut down, shut down. And then like some, you know, uh, it, it's still leaking or it's still smoking. Yeah. Call. That's when I had to tell myself, I'm like, if I can't get, you know, if, if they already didn't trust me, now they really don't trust me. But so instead of me being like, hey, I'll get to it tomorrow, man, I'd stay up till three in the morning getting that thing running, you know, it, or I'd stay up all, I'd work 24 hours just, just to let them know that I am not only the same as them, man, I'll dial you in overnight just to gain your trust back. We will be square after that, you know? So that was the mental side of things. Like it does affect you staying up 24 hours and then trying to do paperwork the next day. You're not like, but those are the things you have to do if you're young and you want to be in an industry that is competitive, you have to, you have to go the extra mile. You're not going to get away with as much. If something breaks and someone comes up and is you know, all pissed off. They might be pissed off at the, you know, guy with many years, but guess what? What what are you going to do to prove yourself and differ yourself from everyone else? And that's where I had to come. Like, that's, that was the hardest part for me was, oh, I just want to sleep, but still going up on the site after, you know, and like late at night, dark. So that that was the hardest part for sure. I think why it's so important, you know, I understand why it's important for you. It's important for me because I need to be able to chat with people like yourself. I need to be able to talk with people, get lessons from them and pass it along. And when I look or I think about how society or social media, social media is probably the better phrase to use, yeah. is now it's like instant results. You show up, boom, you make everything. it, everything is just, but it doesn't work like that. And so... If somebody you know is listening and they want to do something like this, I always try to you know, have a story like you know we're going over now where they really understand. Hey, just because you have you know nice signage, nice uniform, nice truck, nice website, nice business card, whatever it might be, it doesn't mean it's going to go simple. And sometimes spending all that money on those appearance things, it might not guarantee anything. Because like the analogy I gave of the guy with the brand new truck and all that stuff, what if he messes up the job? What if he messes up 10 or 15? How long is he really going to be in business for? So you have to have that yeah. plan, which goes and back to what, why, you talk, what you talked about. Yeah, for sure. And to be honest with you, a lot of the time you see that here. And I'm in Big Star, Montana. It's very, it's a resort town at this point. Um, huge skiing area, but that means a lot of building, a lot of heavy equipment. Um, I've, for example, I'm not going to name names, but there was a diesel shop, uh, just down the road by me. I mean, great floors, nicest, I mean, great signage. The shop was, you can't get it here. You know, it was a huge two bay shop for, for where we're at it's really hard to get shop space here and i mean they had it rolling they absolutely killed it but they you can have all the nice stuff but do you know how many you know times it, it was you know i would look in their lot and it was a diesel shop and there'd be priuses and i'm like 
So you can have everything at first, but it's what you, you can really make a little lot of, I mean, I used to go around in my Subaru with a toolbox in the back when I was 16 after I would get done with the shop and just fix people's cars and trucks, you know, whatever it was, just, just enough for me to make a little side cash. Like it's really about, you can start this business. If you have someone on your side, you can work, you know, and you can, you know how to turn wrenches a bit, you know, like it's not all about money. I know everyone says today's society, social media, even, you know, Oh, look at all this cool stuff I'm buying. But really, if you just give it a little time and I think work, you know, just work consistently that, and you have a couple people on your side, I think any young person can make it just don't, focus on the you know scrolling through and seeing this guy has this or because it's instant you know they want it to happen overnight um and it doesn't like you can ask any business owner it did not happen overnight no matter how much money you put into it you know so i don't know it's it's kind of difficult for me sometimes to chat to other people regarding social media and stuff like that. Cause I genuinely think it could be such a positive thing, but it's turned into where I'm going to post this just to get how, see how many likes and that's the, your reward system. Now, once you post it, you want likes immediately. Once you, it's just everything so fast moving in today's world where People think, oh, this was an successful business because I only gave it a year, you know? So it, it might take three, it might take five, it might take 10, you know? So I don't know. I just want to really have kids my age realize that, look, at the end of the day, no matter what you do, it's going to be hard. I mean, period. And find something you're okay at and can get better at but you enjoy and run with it beyond starting the shop. It could be anything, but focusing on a shop thing we talked about earlier, those are kind of more in depth, but yeah, it's, it's a crazy time for young people and everyone. Absolutely. I think where it'll come full circle for you one day is when you've got, you know, a bunch of employees, a big building and some, you know, some younger guy comes in and you can, you see that same fire. Like you mentioned the story, with the guy that gave yep. you an opportunity and you see that in somebody else 10 or 20 years from now. Absolutely. That's, that's the intangible. You can't put a price on oh, versus no, absolutely. the cars, the trucks, the homes, the property, the boats, the whatever it might be. Those things are great. And you get an adrenaline rush off of it. You know, a little dopamine hit forever. No, it doesn't, it that's doesn't sustain itself. And that's the thing is I never once I'm a very goal, goal based person. So, my goal with starting this business was not, um, I just wanted to start a successful business and be financially stable enough to, you know, either buy my mom a house or get my mom stable and myself. That's, that's all I wanted from it. It's not that hard, but I also wanted to just run a successful business. And I don't think anyone, you shouldn't go into it for the money because 
I won't lie to people. You can go a lot of other places and make way more money very easily. Like you could, you know, it, it's, it's not that hard to go. This isn't like the best paying job, but if you already have the skill, you don't need to go to college for it necessarily. You might need to take some certifications or trade school, whatever it may be. And it's a life skill. Like, I think personally, if, if you got it, just run with it, you know? And it's, it, I don't know. It's, it's sometimes even hard to explain because it's such a weird time, you know, for, for young kids, especially trying to, when they're told, go to college, go to college. And then it's like, they see some kid walking in with his coveralls on, you know, senior year of high school my senior photos and my coveralls like <laughs> it was great well what's the, the part about it that is really you know when i think back to some of the the episodes that people i've chatted with they've taken what might be seen like as a blue collar profession and they've grown it into these huge things where oh, they've trends. got 20 30 50 employees they're known across the whole country they have all this different stuff and so i think that's really the beauty of it is you can take it wherever you want and there's i could start a tow trucking business and probably kill it you know but the thing is is and i didn't even start this to you know be just a diesel you know i wanted to be able to truck equipment down to my shop and fix it there like a full service will do everything you know like fleet management on steroids you know, you don't have to just fix equipment. Do you know how many times I'm just hopping a plow truck and, you know, plow to make some extra money because it's different, you know, like this is an end all be all. Like I think a huge part of it is just realizing like in the tough times, I'm sure everyone listening that repairs anything, you know, can relate where there's times where it's like, God, you're sitting in your warm truck. You're like, this sucks, you know, but it's, if you set your life up good enough, you know, you can kind of venture off and do little things that, uh, make up for the times it's, it's rough and it's, it's not end all be all for sure. Well, the thing too, I think it's probably the most important in all of this is no matter what career job you have, there's going to be parts of it that suck. But you, don't oh, have, but you don't have somebody telling you, Joe, you can only go this far. Joe, this oh, is no. your ceiling. You can't go to but this level yet. That's the issue is going back to, to what you said about social media, man. Like yeah. it's, you have to. So, sorry, go ahead. Well, just that you get to, you get to determine where you go. <laughs> yeah, you choose. You choose what you want to work on, how big you want to get, how many bays you want. Um, one day you're going to determine, do you want to custom order a truck? Do you want to get fleet trucks for your guys? Yeah. What do you want to do? And that's the part that they didn't tell me when I was younger. They didn't tell me sure. any of that stuff. And you can learn it the hard way and you can go through that and you can get forty, hundred, two hundred thousand dollars $200,000 in college Absolutely. debt doing it. But at the end of the day, no matter what you do, even if it's not having to do anything with diesel, is can you determine how far you want to go or is someone else telling you how far you can go? And that's really the part. Absolutely. I I couldn't agree more. 
Now we we do have a lot of listeners that are in Montana. Somebody is probably listening, and you know they might have some stuff that needs to be worked on. How can people find your company? How can they contact you? How Absolutely. can they ask you some questions? So. Uh, I don't know. There's the camera. Um, so it's Tomcat Diesel Machinery, and I won't give people my number, but I will totally <laughs> give them my uh, email. God, I get stressed enough looking at my phone already. I can't imagine. Hey. Let me can totally email me and um, yeah. Give me any over information, even like I have some, I have a lot of young kids here that um, just, at, you know, hey, can I come sweep the shop and uh, just watch and learn a little, like pay me for cleaning up and then can I just watch you for an hour? Like you would be shocked how many kids actually kind of want to go into it, but then their parents say, you need to go to college. Yeah, it's. It's uh, something that, at least for several generations, it's just kind of been. Yeah, no. And the worst part is, is like, they're not really being like supported, even though the trades aren't being supported in a way they should be because really, at least in my, the school I graduated from, it was okay. Every, no one said it was wrong, but it was – that's like your second option. You know, we're, and that's not right. You know, you shouldn't tell kids that um, their second option would be going into the trades, you know. Yeah. Well, there's just so much you can do. Like we are chatting about, there's so many different directions you can take it and morph it and grow with it that <clears throat> it turns into a lifelong – project that you know one day you can hand down you know so it can become generational as well so that's uh that's one of the cool sides of it so my email is tomcat dm 1015 at gmail.com and just yeah anyone that wants to email me or contact me feel free well i appreciate you reaching out to us this was really cool topic i'm going to direct that uh the guy who had who had messaged us to this once it uh once it goes out so he can listen and yeah, man. No, man. Me... Like it's, it's been super cool being on this. Like I love, not only just chatting. I'm a, I'm a talker for sure. But uh, just kind of getting the word out to young kids. Like, you don't need to know everything. Just kind of wing it. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But give it a shot, right? Don't forget, Diesel fans, make sure and head on over to Kershaw.kaiusa.com. Use code 20Diesel for 20% off site-wide. It's a great way to build, save some money, get some cool gear. If you need something for hunting, fishing, EDC, something to throw in a toolbox, glove box, be able to work hard. They've got a ton of different options. No matter what your budget is, they've got something for you. So it's a great way to be able to save some money and get some really cool quality gear. Their latest model is the Duralock model, which I've got my hands on a handful of them. And there's a ton of different choices for blade length, um, handle designs, colors, and all the blades come in D2 steel, which is nice. And the design of them, it keeps your fingers away from the blade when you're opening and closing it. So there's that added safety feature built in. So definitely make sure and head on over to kershaw.kaiusa.com. Use code 20diesel 
save some money on some really cool gear. Also want to give a shout out to some of our Patreon supporters, Tyler Lowe and a 23 Diesel, uh, J. Cole, John, all of our other Patreon supporters, all of you who subscribe on YouTube podcast apps, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, um, that are on our Discord. We love hearing your guys' feedback and support over the years here in year seven of the Diesel Podcast and look forward to hearing from you guys with your suggestions for shows, guests, topics, things you want covered and being able to bring them to you. Until next time, keep the shiny side up.